Hi, thanks for listening to the It's Not Just One Thing podcast series from Physio My Dog. I'm Harriet KitKat and I'm from Physio My Dog. I'm a vet physiotherapist specialising in dogs, but I'm also a dog owner myself and I'm also incredibly nosy and interested in knowing more and more about what we can do as dog owners, but also as therapists as to what we can do to help dogs. So I hope you find this series useful. it's Harriet from Physio My Dog here. Welcome back to the next episode of the What Is series. So, so far we have talked about elbows, we have also talked about hips, so today we're going to be talking about the kneecap. So, if you've heard of luxating patella, that's what we're going to be talking about. So, luxation means out of place and patella means the kneecap ultimately. So, luxating patella means that that kneecap is coming out of where it should be. So unless a dog has had an amputation, they will have four legs, as we know. Um, The two back legs are where the knees can be found. So they don't have knees on their front legs, they have knees just on their back legs. And the kneecap sits, it's quite a small body part really on a dog. Um, When you actually, so if you were to look at a skeleton or look um, at a diagram, it's actually quite, um, it's quite a small little bone. Um, and as I say, that should fit really, really nicely at the bottom of the thigh bone. And there's like a little groove ultimately, and that's where we want that patella to be sitting nicely. So it should, so again, the stifle is like a hinge joint. So we, you might have heard me talk about that in the elbow um, uh, podcast episode. So hinge, you know, it's when you kind of bend something and then you extend it. So you straighten it. And the um, the stifle is another hinge joint. So when that, when that, when the dog is kind of moving around, or they're say sitting, going into stance, so you're going flexion into um, extension, then we want that kneecap to be nicely sort of gliding, if you like, through that through that little groove. And when it doesn't, it luxates ultimately, it pops out. Now what tends to happen is on smaller dogs, it tends to um, slip inwards. So if you think a dog's leg the kneecaps on the front and on a small dog it will tend to kind of slip out towards the inside of the leg and on bigger dogs it tends to luxate the other way so it tends to go more so much on the outside um a bit like most of the other conditions that i've talked about so far um because as i say you've got two knees so one on each back leg quite often but again not always but quite often both of those legs will be affected but as always you know one may be worse than the other so again it's always worth kind of just being aware of that um like the other conditions i've talked about so far it's another degenerative condition so it means it won't just go away um and arthritis if it isn't already present in the joint is is more than likely going to be there at some point um so again you know, again, it's something to be mindful of, and I will be talking about arthritis in a whole different podcast um, episode because there's so much to say about it. So I just wanted to sort of pinpoint some, or sort of narrow down some of these specific conditions to start off with. Um, what were the signs be? I was going to make sure I don't jump ahead of myself here. So there were lots. <laughs> A lot of the time you'll find that dogs do similar things, but the condition, the reasons why they're doing it can be very different. So we should never make assumptions that just because a dog is hopping, that means that their, their, um, their patella is luxating. It's just that quite often 
if a dog does have a luxating patella, they will hop. So what can quite often happen is if they're maybe just walking down the road or they're just walking along and then they start to build up a bit of a speed and then they want to go into maybe a trot or a run, that's when you quite often find that they'll sort of pick up the leg, do a few steps and then they'll put their leg down again. Or they might even shake it out a little bit. You'll just find that they'll deal with it in a slightly... All dogs, again, all dogs different. So the way that they cope with these things is always a little bit different. So as I say, you might find that they're sort of hopping a little bit, as I say, on either leg. And it might be if both legs are affected, they'll hop on both. Not necessarily, obviously, at the same time. But you will notice, as I say, a little bit of a hop. Um, You might also find that actually the dog doesn't really like being picked up. Um, because again, it might be that it's making a, it's making something uncomfortable. Um, it isn't necessarily going to be popping out. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it might just be that you're starting to notice that actually, yeah, they don't really like being picked up. And I know I hear this quite a lot actually from owners who have, um, who have dogs with luxating patellas. Um, they might, um, they might, you know, be reluctant about, you know, jumping up, so or going up a sofa, up onto the sofa, up some stairs, into a car, anything that may be involving, again, putting sort of pressure or impact through that joint. Um, so, so yeah, I get, you know, don't think of it as just a Jack, quite often people will say, oh yeah, Jack Russell's have, you know, have a hopping thing, don't they? And like, it isn't just exclusive to, to Jack Russell, any breed can have this. Um, it's quite often little dogs, but again, not always. Um, and like I've said in all of the other episodes so far, you know, dogs will change how they, how they use their body. So if something is hurting back end, whether it's in the hips, whether it's in the knees or wherever it may be, they're going to change the way they move their body. They're going to change the way they distribute their weight, which muscles they use everything it can make it can have such a knock-on effect and it can even you know it can result in things like back pain for instance because they're overusing different parts of their body so other parts of their bodies then start to hurt so if you're ever not sure you want you know you want some clarity then please 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 don't ignore it if you're noticing that it's especially if something's becoming worse if they're starting to do it more and more and more then please 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 get it checked out um as i say only vets can legally diagnose and um, when you talk to a vet and they examine your dog, they will most likely grade it. So there tends to be sort of four grades um, that they will give to this kind of condition. And obviously the lower the grade, um, the so the less severe it is. Um, you know, some sometimes it will just hop, pop in and out fairly rarely and then maybe increase. Um, or some of the time it may be popping in and out all of the time. Um, and other times it might be, might almost almost be permanently out. So, um, so yeah, so that's always kind of be something to, to sort of bear in mind. And just going back to actually quickly before the, on the hopping thing, you know, I've seen dogs that have, or I've treated dogs, I should say, that have got both legs affected, but actually they don't hop on either. It was, it was completely incidental findings that actually they found out that the they were actually permanently both of them were permanently out so they weren't even hopping because they the lux um, the patella was so totally out so um but you know an owner wouldn't necessarily know that so um it's always 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 worth getting checked out um so like most of these conditions that i'm talking about um there are surgical options but there's also the option to conservatively manage so conservatively manage meaning that you you know it's not surgery and so there are lots of things that we can do to help 
the dogs because I say a lot of the time they're completely changing how they're using their body especially depending on how old the dog is as to how long this has been going on for so there are lots and lots and lots of things that we can do to um to really help our dogs in this with with this particular condition and you know one really top tip is keeping the dog um at a good body weight because you know I will probably bang on about this most of the episodes and if I don't it's only because I don't want to keep repeating myself but it's such an important thing that we do for our dogs is that keep them the right body condition because if you think about it if your body has to carry more excess weight and then you're then you've got something that's really painful on the lower part of your leg then actually that becomes even more painful plus uh, fatty tissue has got um, inflammatory mediators around it so I once heard someone say it's like putting petrol on a fire and it's true isn't it if you've got something that's inflamed um, as in the joint and then you've got inf- inflammatory um, tissue around that then you've got inflammation on top of inflammation so it's so painful for our doggies so please 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 keep your dog um, at a really good body weight and the other thing I would say another top tip and again this is free so this isn't going to cost you any money have your dog in walk. So I don't mean trotting, especially with little dogs, because everyone thinks, oh yeah, my dog's walking, but actually you know they're trotting. Or um, or they're kind of almost doing a slow run. So actually look to see how your dog is moving. Because a, a really, really quickly, a walk is a four-beat gait. So they'll start with they always start with one of their back legs. So if they're in walk, they their back leg will go down. So say it's back right. Then their front right will go down. Then their back left leg will go down. Then their front left will go down. So it's like a four beat gait. So that each limb is t- is touching the ground independently, which I know can be a bit tricky to watch when you're you know when you're watching your dog. So if you film it, you'll you'll see it. So what is really really good about walk is because they're touching the ground on each limb independently they're weight bearing which means they're strengthening that leg every single time that it goes down on the ground whereas if they're running or trotting then those legs are hardly touching the ground they're not on the ground for very long in which case it's a bit of a cheat ultimately so little top tip there if your dog um is um has luxate and patella and you're wanting to think right what can i do Uh, you know almost immediately then have your dog at walk pace now i know that's not realistic you can't do that all of the time but there's little things you can do. For instance, if they're on the lead, obviously it's easier. You don't want dogs pulling, that type of thing. But if you're just in the garden or just um, in your house, then you could literally stand in front of them with like a treat or something. So have that almost like on their nose, in their mouth. So they're not like lunging forward. So you're then setting the pace. It does also mean that you're walking backwards and the dog's walking towards you. So make sure you don't walk into a tree or something, which is quite often what I end up doing. Um, But literally have your dog walking. And so you'll find that they won't really hop and sort of pick up their leg because they're walking. They're doing it at a slower pace. So a little top tip there. Okie dokie. So... Yeah, be be aware, this is to say, that there are lots of things that you can do to help your dog with this particular condition because it's quite a common condition. I see it quite a lot. Um, it can be painful. Um, and as I say, depending on how advanced it is, as to whether or not how arthritic that joint has become. So um, so please, please, please don't ignore it. Um, what else was I going to say? 
yeah, be aware as I say that both both legs can be affected and it will it really will have a whole knock on effect. So if you think if you kind of go through the kinetic chain, you know, the knee then affects the hips, the hips then affect the, the um the pelvis, the pelvis then affects the lumbar, then the thoracic, then the shoulders, then the head. So you're gonna see a whole knock on effect of this, which is why we always treat the whole body and not just like the area of concern, i.e. just the knee. Okie dokie. So hopefully that gives you a good overview of what is certainly a, a sort of um, a, a bit of a, a bit of a taster as to what this may be. I'll put as I have with the others, I'll put some links in the show notes for um, uh, just for some other sort of further reading and that type of thing. Um, but as I say, but know that there are lots of things that we can do to help our dogs with this particular condition. Don't think it's just medication or it's just surgery. There are plenty of other options available to them and also nutrition. So, uh, again, I'll always sort of bang on about how we can help our dogs just by, you know, instead of just medicating them or thinking we've got to uh, buy, get hold, you know, go out and buy a whole load of supplements. You know, again, another little top tip, omega-3. I'm such a massive fan of omega-3. It's a natural anti-inflammatory. So think about fish in your dog's food. You know, think of good sources of omega-3 in fresh food form because then the body is going to absorb that a lot quicker. But obviously, you've also got the options of supplements, etc. But um, if you can do it as part of the diet, then you don't need to keep buying all these other things to put on, on top. Okie dokie. So, um, yes, I hope that that's been useful for you. And um, if you've got any questions or feedback or you want to know a bit more, then please always get in touch because, to say, once we know more, we can do better for our doggies. Okay, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the It's Not Just One Thing That Will Help Your Dog podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful. If you'd like any more information about anything that we've been discussing, please contact me. You can find my website by googling Physio My Dog. You can also look me up on Facebook and Instagram under the same name, Physio My Dog. I look forward to hearing from you.